0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to yet another episode of KALA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speaks Sports. I am Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, September 29th, and just like last week, it was a beautiful but pretty cold day here at KALA and the campus of St. Ambrose University. But nonetheless, just a beautiful day for sports. There are some sports in action today for the bees. And if they aren't playing today, they will be playing in these upcoming days. So, in today's episode, I'll cover soccer, golf, volleyball, and football just like normal. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the action where we will be starting off with men's soccer. The men's soccer team comes into this episode with an overall record of three wins, five losses, and one tie, and then a conference record of of two wins, two losses, and two ties. The team also finds themselves on a two-game win streak, which really helps considering that the last time we talked, the Bees were one win, five losses, and one tie. And like I had said last week, they desperately needed to get back to their winning ways, which is exactly what they have done. So in their past two games that they won, the Bees won last Saturday, September 24th, at Calumet in Chicago, Illinois, by a score of 5-2. to And then the Bees won just two days ago on Tuesday at Trinity Christian in Palos Heights, Illinois, by a score of one to nothing. And that one to nothing game against the Trinity Christian Trolls, it was the lone goal by Aiden Bagley, his second goal of the season. It was an unassisted shot in the 10.5-minute mark that put the Bees ahead. And then in goal for the Beast, it was Zach Bauer like normal. He faced three shots on goal and made all three saves. So a great job by Bauer and a great job by Bagley to net the goal. And obviously, it being the only goal of the game, a huge shot, especially coming early in the game. In that game, the Beast took four shots, two in either half, whereas Trinity Christian took 12 shots, four in the first half, eight in the second in the game against Calumet that the Bees won by a score of 5-2. to The Bees scored two goals in the first half, three in the second, whereas Calumet scored a goal in either half to make it that score. Sergio Reyes hit, netted his first goal of the season that gave Calumet a one to nothing lead, but then only a few minutes later it was Joe Casebolt who put in the goal at the 30-minute mark to make it 1-to-1. Then Ryan Evans netted a goal at the 38-minute mark to give the Bees a 2-to-1 lead. Jordan Reck followed up 10 minutes later at the 48-minute mark to make it 3-to-1 Bees, before Terrell McRae had an unassisted goal to make it 3-to-2. Then Trent Fitzpatrick Put in two goals at the 55 minute mark and the 64 minute mark to make these scores four to two and then the final score of five to two. So unlike the game on Tuesday where the Bees were only able to take four shots in this game against Calumet, the Bees took 27 shots, 13 in the first half and 14 in the second, and 28 compared to the Calumet. I'm sorry, 27 compared to the Calumet five shots. It's just such a huge margin, and when you get a big enough margin like that in soccer, it normally is going to lead to success and getting more open looks on goal, and obviously that's exactly what happened, and the Bees net the goals again. In this game, just like the game against Trinity Christian, it was Zach Bauer and goal. On the four shots that he faced, he saved two of them and gave up the two goals for a 50% save percentage. So now coming up for the men's soccer team, the team will play this Saturday, October 1st at 1 o'clock p.m. against Holy Cross. That game will be played at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex just down the road here from campus at St. Ambrose. After that, the Bees will take a second home game on the following Saturday, October 8th at 3.30. That game will be played here at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex again but this time the Bees will be squaring off with the St. Francis of Illinois Fighting Saints. After that, the Bees hit the road to take on Indiana Northwest before returning home to face Judson. I'll have more on those games and updates on those games coming up in the later weeks of these episodes, but the men's soccer team, like I said, getting back on track, hitting a two-game win streak, And these next couple of games are going to be big to see if the Bees can get back to a 500 season and really just work their way up from there because being 500 in conference play is huge for when it comes to the conference tournaments and figuring out seeding. But this Bees men's team looks like they are definitely on the right track. Now for the women's soccer team. The women's soccer team is Four wins, two losses, and three ties on the year, whereas their conference record is three wins, zero losses, and two ties on the year. Most recently, the Bees played yesterday, September 28th, at Trinity Christian in Payless Heights, where they tied at zero apiece with the Trolls. But before that, the Bees played on Tuesday, the 20th, where they won... 6-1 6-1 to one at home against Roosevelt, so a good game there. And now, in the month of September, the Bees finish with three wins, no losses, and two ties. Obviously, that's the same as the conference record because those were all conference games. This women's team looks very good, too, so I'm expecting big things out of them when it comes to ending the conference schedule. And really I just think this is a team that can really hit a nice long win streak and close out the year on such a positive note. The Bees only have one con- one non-conference game, pardon me, left on their women's soccer schedule and that is against Bellevue in Nebraska, but that's not until late October. So they still have quite a few conference opponents to take on before they can even worry about that non-conference game. Like the men's team, the women's soccer team will play Holy Cross this Saturday. Their game will kick off at 3.30 instead of 1, like the men's, so it'll be directly after that game. And then the women's team will also take on St. Francis on October 8th. That game will be at 1 o'clock. Just like the men's, both of those games will be played at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. So now that we've covered both of these soccer teams, let's move on to golf. The last time I was on here talking about golf, the Bees had just wrapped up the Bill Johnson Invitational where they took 5th out of 12. And since then, the Bees have competed in the NAIA Midwest Invitational. And this is the men's team I am referring to. And the men's team took 8th out of 18 In the NAIA Invitational. The Bees shot 65 over par. Which was 40 shots back from the leader who won. It was Mount Mercy who shot 25 over par. To take home the best record. Or I'm sorry the best score I should say. Owen Holtman was tied for 10th at 9 over par. He was the best Shot, he had the best score for the Bees outside of excuse me outside of Holtman. Hunter Metal shot 17 over Dylan McCalier shot 20 over, so did Jared Tiggs, who shot 20 over, and then Mark Schomer shot 24 over. The Bees actually played three teams. They had a St. Ambrose, a St. Ambrose B, and a St. Ambrose C. And out of all the guys I just named, those were all on the St. Ambrose quote-unquote A team in this. Outside of that, on the quote-unquote B team for St. Ambrose, it was Jacob Rude who had the best scorer at 20 over, so he tied for 37th, and the B squad took 13th in the outing. Then for the C-Squad, it was Luke Haight who shot 37 over, so he tied for 78th individually, and it was that C-Squad who took last place at 18th. So unfortunate that St. Ambrose doesn't perform as well as they were hoping to and they don't get to crack into the top five, but it's still very early the bees will now have the bees will now have a chance to take on the central college fall classic in iowa city at the finkbine golf course the men's team will play in that on monday october 3rd and tuesday october 4th so next week i will be able to have scores and updates from that and for the men's team i mean obviously it's early They still have all of the spring semester to play. And even after the Central College Fall Classic, they still have three days of the NAIA fall preview. And then after that, once we take a look into the spring, the Bees men's team will take on a spring break trip to Phoenix, Arizona, Where I'm sure they will be playing golf on just some of the most beautiful golf courses that I would ever have the chance to see. For the women's golf team, nothing has changed. They have not played since the Bill Johnson Fall Invitational back on the 17th. Uh, Again, the women's team took second of four in that outing. Coming up, the Bees will play The Bees will compete, I should say, in the Deer Run Invitational on October 17th and 18th. So a good chance for them to close out their year there at the TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. Um, I've, I've talked about it before. The TPC Deer Run almost seems like it could be the Bees' home course, just with how much that the teams are playing their rounds of golf there. So I'm assuming that especially these veterans on the women's golf team will know how the course plays. They'll be able to teach some of the younger females on the golf team. So it will be a fun two days of golf for St. Ambrose. Now that we have wrapped up the first two out of our four sports to talk about in this week's episode, I am going to step away for a quick break. But don't go anywhere because this is the place to be here on a beautiful Thursday night in the Quad Cities. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA. could mean that she's hungry or wet or she may need to be birthed. <laughs> I can't believe how much there is to learn about being a new mother. Or maybe she's just tired. Let's put her down for a nice nap right here on her tummy. Oh, no, Ma. She needs to sleep on her back. Well, maybe at night, but this is just a little nap. But we read that you always put babies to sleep on their backs. There's less chance of crib death. They call it SIDS or Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. The crib also has a firm mattress, and there's no loose bedding or stuffed toys in there. We want to do everything we can to keep her safe. I guess you do know a thing or two about being a mother. How about that? Babies sleep safest on their backs, both at nap time and night time. Always put your baby on his or her back to sleep to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. For more information, call 1-800-505-CRIB. That's 1-800-505-CRIB. This message is from the Department of Health and Human Services and the women in the NAACP. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I I just need to finish the sales report and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I? No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hey, folks, I'm Gabby the Groundhog, and I just love to dig. But if you're planning to dig in your yard, you got to know Gabby's ground rules. Call Iowa One Call to have your underground utilities marked first. Coming in contact with any utility lines can cause a major inconvenience, serious injury, or even worse. So phone Iowa One Call, and they'll see to it that your underground utilities get marked. It's the only way to dig safely. Know what's below. Call before you dig. 1-800-292-8989. A public service announcement of Iowa One Call. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with the whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa KidsNet at 800 243 0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried, a cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and a radio. Oh, oh, oh. Welcome back into the studios of KALA on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD 2 106.1, and I am Ryan Schistel. Now that I've covered the men's and women's soccer teams, as well as the two golf teams here at St. Ambrose, it's time to discuss the women's volleyball team, and then the Fighting Bees football team, who is back in action after their bye week this past weekend. Before we head out to the football field, let's head into Lee Loman Arena, where the women's team for volleyball has been lights out. Coming in To this episode, the women's volleyball team has an overall record of 12 wins and 4 losses. The team also has a conference record of 5 wins and 1 loss. Most recently, the women's volleyball team took on Judson, the Eagles, and the Bees won that match 3 games to 1. In the first game, it was the widest margin of victory for either team, as the bees won the first game twenty-five to seventeen, then Judson bounced back to tie up the match at one game apiece after winning twenty-six to twenty-four. Then the bees took the third game of the of the match twenty-five to twenty-three, before closing it out in the fourth game twenty-seven to twenty-five to pick up the victory three games to one. So obviously, like I said, the Bees move to 12-4 or 5-1 in conference, and Judson falls to 7-10 or 2-5 in conference. Outside of that game, the Bees played last Tuesday against Indiana Northwest where they lost three games to none. Uh, I had talked about that last episode. Women's team just unfortunately gets swept there, tried to keep it as competitive they could, especially with it being a home game, but Indiana Northwest was just able to outmuscle the bees last week and get it done. And so that closes out the month of September for the bees volleyball team. and let's count out the record of the bees together for the month of September. We have one and O, two and O, three and O, four and O, four and one. Five and six and one, six and two, and then seven and two. So the Bees go seven and two in the month of September. Exceptionally well done for the women's volleyball team. And I know outside of myself and Bees fans, the players and coaches are looking for the same success, if not more success, in the month of October. So, coming up for the women's volleyball team, the Bees will take on two opponents at the Lee Loman Arena here on the St. Ambrose campus on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, October 1st. At 11 a.m., the Bees will take on Cardinal Stritch, and then at 2 o'clock p.m., the Bees will take on Iowa Wesleyan. Again, both of those games will be at the Lee Loman Arena, and I highly recommend that Bees fans come out and support the women's volleyball team. And you will see truly one of the best fall sports going on around the NAIA. Outside of those games, the Bees will travel to St. Xavier at the Shannon Center in Chicago, Illinois, on the south side. That game will be played on October 4th, so next Tuesday, at 7 o'clock p.m. After that, the Bees will be off for a full week before taking on Governor's State at the Lee Lohman Arena on October 11th. I will have more on all of those games as the time comes closer. But like I said, this women's team has just been playing so well so far this year, taking on so many hard opponents, sweeping some opponents, taking 3-1. to one. There have only been... I want to say two matches that the Bees have even gone to five games. In fact, they've only been to five games once in this whole season, and that is when the Bees took on Trinity International way back on August 30th. The Bees won that three games to two in Deerfield at the Van Dixhorn Arena, and the Bees will take on Trinity International again, but not until October 14th so a few weeks away, and that game will actually be played in the Missouri Baptist Classic in St. Louis. So that is looking like it could be one of the hardest opponents that the Bees have to face off with in the CCAC play. So now that we have discussed women's volleyball, soccer, and golf, all eyes turn to the men's football team, who is 0-3 on the year. After losing 33-13 in their opening game at Waldorf and then dropping to 0-2, 41-24 in a loss to Concordia, the Bees faced Lawrence Tech on homecoming in Week 3 at Brady Street Stadium. The Bees mounted a great fourth-quarter comeback, putting up 20 points but it just wasn't enough, and the Bees dropped that game 36-30. to Last weekend, the Bees had a bye week, a much-needed bye week at that. Um, out of what I saw when I would walk or drive by the athletic complex that the Bees practiced at, I could tell that there were some changes. It looked like a whole new team was ready to come out, and the Bees looked like they are ready to really make themselves look competitive and get a few wins once again. The Bees will take on Trinity International at Leslie Fraser Field in Deerfield, Illinois, so on the road at Trinity International. It is this Saturday, October 1st at 1 o'clock p.m. I will be traveling with the football team to be on the call here on KALA HD2 106.1. And just a little fun fact about this game, it is Trinity International's homecoming game. It is also on their schedule labeled as their whiteout game. So a big chance for the Bees to go in and ruin the Trojans' homecoming like the Blue Devils did last weekend, or not last weekend, but the last game that the Bees had played. After that, the Bees will return home after hopefully beating Trinity International to have a two-game homestand on October 8th and October 15th. On the 8th, the Bees will take on Judson. And then on the 15th, the Bees will take on a very good Olivet Nazarene team. Last year, Judson beat the Bees at their place. And then St. Ambrose beat Olivet while Olivet was ranked, I believe it was number 12 in the nation at Olivet. So I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of revenge wanted there out of Olivet Nazarene. Last year, the Bees beat Trinity International pretty handily. The score in that game came out to be, let me see if I can pull it up one more time here. Yes, 49-28. to That was the homecoming game for the Bees last year. So a big chance for the Bees to win their homecoming game against Trinity International last year and then turn around and beat the same team on their homecoming this year. So just a quick look at a few of the football statistics for St. Ambrose this year. The Bees have 323.7 yards so far this year. 135.3 of those yards comes on the ground and then 188.3 come in the air for passing yards. The Bees are averaging 22.3 points per game. Now the Bees have allowed... Yes, the Bees have allowed 394 yards so far this year, so a pretty big differential there of 71 yards more allowed than the Bees are actually gaining. The Bees are allowing 125 rushing yards, so that's nice to see that they're at least getting more rushing yards than they're giving up, but one of the biggest differences comes in passing yards, like I said, the Bees have 188 passing yards whereas they have given up 296 passing No, I'm sorry, 269 passing yards. So a pretty wide margin there and the Bees are also allowing 36.7 points per game. So when you look at the passing yards and all that the Bees are currently ranked 75th in passing yards, which you know, could always be better, and then they are ranked 65th in rushing yards. The Bees also have 51 first downs on the year, which puts them at 85th for the most first downs. So the Bees definitely have a big chance to improve going into this week, and this really feels like a game that is a must win. It's the first conference game on the B schedule. So, not only would it be nice to get your first win of the season, but go undefeated in conference play to start. And it, this all, game just also feels like for a morale boost and to even keep any fans still interested, whether they're St. Ambrose students or just in the Quad Cities area, alumni, whatever it may be. This game feels like it's a must win because Trinity International comes into this game with a record of 0 and 4, so no matter what, either team is getting their first win of the year this year. Looking at Trinity's schedule, they lost their first game 28-nothing, lost their second game 53-14, lost their third game 41 to 19, and then lost last week to Indiana Wesleyan 63 to 6. So, Kind of like Trinity International, or I'm sorry, kind of like the Bees. Trinity International is getting blown out by all of their opponents. Now, obviously, the Bees didn't get blown out in their last game, but you know what I mean. They're they're losing by pretty wide margins in most of their games, so I think it's going to be a good game. I'm hoping for a clean game, no sloppy play between either two of the teams, and I'd like to see the bees especially keep their composure. I feel like when the bees find themselves down by a big margin, it turns into sloppy, selfish football with pushing and shoving, just letting out some of the aggression that either team has from what the score of that game would be. And if the bees can stay away from that and they can put some points up on the board early, which has been their one of their biggest struggles, I think it's going to be an unbelievable game and I can truly see the bees coming away with that win. Again, I will be traveling with the team to that game in Deerfield. It will be played Saturday at 1 o'clock here on KALA. I believe it is David Meyer who will have a pregame and possibly a halftime show for that game as well. So don't forget to tune in because it should be a great day of football around the NAIA. That's going to do it for this episode of Shistle Speak Sports on KALA hd 2 106.1. Again, I'm Ryan Christel. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in so far this year. The support has been fantastic. Last week I spoke at the end of the show about posting this show every week onto my SoundCloud. We uh we've hit a bit of a roadblock there, so last week's episode is posted. If you look up Schistel Speaks Sports, it's S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L Speaks Sports. Last week's episode is posted. I'm hoping this week's episode can get posted, but because I do not pay for the SoundCloud account that I have been posting to, I'm running out of free space to upload, and Dave Baker and I will be working on figure out a way, whether it's on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever it may be, to get all these episodes posted because I enjoy lis- I enjoy doing the show and I hope that everybody enjoys listening. Until next week, folks, that's all I have. I'm Ryan Schistel, go Bees, and we will see you next week with more St. Ambrose Sports. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA Davenport.